Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. The last time we talked about docility and influence and dove into if companies like Kellogg's or domestic terrorists, we talked about the big short, who wins when we argue, and are we prioritizing our health? And this week, Jared, what are we going to dive into? This week, we're going to um, talk about uh, an article um, and kind of the whole concept of, of, of how much school versus parenting plays a rot or parents play a part in what a kid thinks and believes. Um, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to jump into that from an article that one of our members posted um about a teacher and you remember what state he was in i think he's in missouri okay yeah teacher in yep missouri who um (laughs) who was forced to uh pull down a sign um that said all were welcome but had the uh the uh pride flag yeah pride flag on it so um he was forced to take the sign down and then, um, I guess, in protest or in response to being forced to take the sign down, he resigned as a teacher in that position. So, uh, I, you know, to me, like I said, uh, I spoke on it and, um, you know, I think had my son been in that school, um, I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to it at first um, until m- more people started talking about it. And then I know, like, emotionally... Like, I would have been like, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want him in, um, influencing my kid, but I would have also like rationally be like, well, I'm my kid's number one influence. This is my opinion. I'm my kid's number one influence in terms of what he really thinks about the world and how he socializes with others. And, um, and so, you know, I'm not going to disrespect this guy's right to, you know, express who he is as a person. Right. So if he wants to put that up there and I, you know, I feel like there probably are some kids that are feel gay or really gay and awkward or whatever in middle school. And maybe they feel like, you know, he's someone that they can speak to. Right. And if my son was, you know, questioning his sexuality, um, I'd want him to feel like he could talk to me, but I already know maybe he doesn't, (laughs) he wouldn't. Right. And so, um, you know, uh, yet again, like I, I can't, even though emotionally, like I have this like visceral guttural reaction to be like, ah, no, I don't like that. Um, I have to, you know, rationally, I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to decide that that's okay. And that at the end of the day, I believe I have the most influence on who my son is as a person. And then Jesse raised a good point, but, uh, I'll go ahead and let you, uh, Dig on what you were talking about there, Dave. You know, it's it's interesting. As I was reading that article, <clears throat> I can't remember ever a time when I was in school that the it was ever mentioned that who any of my teachers dated or were married to, how that would impact their ability to teach the subjects they were designated to teach. In fact, I can never once remember them saying that you know, Mrs. Mitchell or Mr. So-and-so is married to this person or dating that person. That's going to alter 
their ability to teach the subjects that are they're just they're tasked to teaching. Mm-hmm. And so it's a curious thing to me because even when I see this article, I, I, I the, the the headline starts with gay teacher, and I think that to me is is a fundamental problem because we're still identifying people by black or white sexual orientation or something like that. And it's immediately a mode of evoking, right? I, I personally think that if it would have been a, a somebody who's a heterosexual, straight person, whatever, and they put up a sign that said, all people welcome here, there would probably have been no problem with it. Or if they would have just had nothing up there, because that's kind of been the assumed norm for however long, nobody would have anything wrong. But because somebody did something a little bit different, it, it it stirred the pot of emotional pot a little bit. And I, I have <clears throat> some of my closest and dearest friends are, are gay and they have all told me that I shouldn't say they all, most of them have told me that they knew at very, very young ages that they were different than most of the other kids. You know, they felt differently. They, but they felt so uncomfortable because nobody talked about it. And they were, they said some of the hardest times during childhood was trying to fit in because that was what they felt they had to do mm-hmm. because there was nobody there that they felt they could really be safe and talk to. And so I also think that that's, uh, t- when I read the article, it didn't seem like he was, he was trying to press his belief system or anything on anybody. It just seemed like he was saying, this is a safe space. And hey, I've been there where you all are right now. Yeah. I felt so, the same. Yeah, just so you know, like it, this, if you if you're thinking or feeling a little differently, you can come talk to me because guess what? I was I was where you are ten years ago or five years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that those are some things that we really have to ask of ourselves. That since when does who people choose to date and be in relationships with qualify or disqualify them to teach our children? Their job is to teach be a, is to be is to teach these designed subjects, and I think his subjects were theater and. And there was a couple others in there too. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming up until he put the flag up, the school had hired him on the merit that they believed he was qualified to teach that. So all of a sudden he was disqualified now because of something else. And I think this well, he is- wasn't disqualified. They they told him to pull a sign down and he chose to resign. He so chose they, to did, resign. they didn't they didn't fire him. Okay. He cho- he chose he chose to resign after he felt like basically they impeded his rights, right? Like, or, or they, or they, 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 you know, they, they trampled on him as a person, right? And, you know, other, other teachers were allowed to talk about these things or whatever. And so now I can't talk about it because I'm different, right? And so he chose to, to resign after that. Um, I didn't agree with that, his resignation, by the way. But, <laughs> And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the school board. Like I'm 50-50 on how I feel about the school board doing. But I think you made a great point. I think if he was heterosexual, or if he was a she that was heterosexual, or even I feel like maybe if he was a she that was homosexual, I think that there would have been less of an issue. Or you know, just for shits and giggles, Jared, let's say that he was a, a black gay man. Would that have changed it? Yeah. You know, yeah. In, in this in this day and age where we're so quick, like I think that we, I think we have to stop and consider like we're, we're categorizing ourselves into so many different things, and each different category warrants a different emotional reaction or withholding of a reaction. And it's it's like 
there was a there was a video shown the other day of a, a shootout on a Florida highway. Did you see that by chance? There was a traffic stop, and there was the cops stop. Got had one person on the car, went up to the passenger door, was talking to the one person. They had a I think a kid and a dog in there, and the 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 officer is making very polite talk, very calm, saying, "Get out! Don't worry, I'll watch them. I have kids myself." And then somebody in the backseat jumped out with a gun and started shooting. Yeah, and. They I didn't shot. watch it. I saw. I saw the. Uh, I saw a thing to watch it, and I didn't watch it. I, yeah, I, they, I, I resisted the urge to click on it and watch it. But yeah, yeah it was. It, it ended pretty badly. I mean, the one officer got shot. Then they ended up killing the suspect, and the well, it, cuts the, it, cuts <laughs> the, it cuts the press conference. And because when they when they killed the guy, both officers survived. Both officers survived. They okay. emptied in the entire clip on the suspect when they finally, because the suspect then circled around. And because officers are so disoriented, they're shooting this way. The suspect circled around behind them. He had run out of bullets. And so he started hitting the one officer in the back of the head with the gun uh, that's what and ambushed. That's and so then the other officer was out of ammo, had to reload. Then the ones on the ground getting hit in the face with the gun. So he shoots and kills this guy and empties a clip on him. And the and then the the police chief or whomever it was was at the press conference says something to the effect of, well, when people go to question why we emptied a whole clip, uh, because this shooting is completely justified, why we and he says something to the effect that evil can never be dead enough. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> that was a bit of that was a bit yeah. extreme. Exactly. Like it, it could just be, it, it could just be, these guys were scared for their life and adrenaline, they, it's an adrenaline reaction. Yeah. yeah and, because and usually people don't drop off the first bullet. So yeah, exactly. keep, keep letting them go. Yeah, it just, exactly. It just makes sense. To, exactly. <laughs> like to turn it into a, a good versus evil thing. And again, we have to give this guy some grace. So, cause he's highly charged and highly emotional too. Oh yeah. Oh, right. But, but to t- give it to, to turn it into like a good versus evil, right. Versus righteous. You know, like was that person who got out of the car, was he an evil person? I, I don't think so. I'm he probably, gonna, I'm not going to play around. He, he got out the car, started shooting at police officers. You're, you're already, you're in the, in your, you're a bad your, dude. Yes, 100%. you're bad, you're, dude. You're making some bad choices. You're on the wrong choices. side. You're on the wrong Probably side. Made a, yeah. <laughs> Does that make him like you know? How about that? I'll say that on building a bridge, he deserved to die. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it too. Like you know, in that circumstance, in that situation, I, that's that's the best choice available. I just, I think we have to really, we have to be more considerate of how we use. I think these different kinds of labeling of people, because each of them brings out a different emotional reaction. Yeah. And if we're going to, ex- if we're going to extend grace to one group and withhold it from another, you know, or we're, we're just, and we're looking for ways to funnel us. I think that's a, that's a self-reflection piece. And going back to the original thing with the teacher. We do though. You're right. We do. You know, and I think that's it. It's like, is it, it's acceptable, it's more acceptable for uh, a black gay male to be outspoken to me than yeah. it is to, for a white gay male to be outspoken. Um, and I think part of that has to do with the majority of America being, you know, Caucasian, right? So it's, it's, 
I think it's I think it's it's gonna sound freaking terrible. I you know, and I, I did see that clip and I did see the assailant guy was black, but he still deserved to die anyway. <laughs> right. So uh um it's it's uh it's less threatening. I think you take it, take this how you want it, right? Mm-hmm. I think for black males to be gay is less threatening to the fabric of America, whereas white males being gay can be seen as more threatening to the fabric of America. And so I think that's why it's more acceptable for a black male to be gay in society than it is for a white male to be gay and outspoken in society. Because, you know, black gay males, I think for society as a whole, like I said, I feel like it makes, it makes, it makes white America feel more comfortable. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I never considered it like that. It's like, you know, it is, it's, it's something because when I think of it, I think of, we would, we would be less inclined to speak out against it because people would be fearful of the consequences, but considering that, that we'd be less, we'd be less likely to speak out against it because it's not a threat to the, how we actualize ourselves. Yes. Right. That's that's really interesting. Yes, that's what I think. I think both matter, but I think the first one matters more right? Mm. because um, or the one at the point that I'm making. Right. Matters more because, um, you know, you have gay black men, RuPaul, people like that, you know, drag, drag queens and stuff like that. They came out a long time ago. Right. And, and they were not, they were almost lauded. You could see gay black men put higher up on a pedestal than gay white men early in places like Hollywood, if that makes any kind of sense. Mm. Does it, does it, at least in my opinion, from the outside looking at, right? Um, and, I, and I think that's, I, again, I think it's because there's a big, there's a big difference. Whereas, uh, a overly alpha male mentality black guy, right, is more threatening to America and how things are viewed. Like the Donald, a black Donald Trump type of personality, <laughs> to me threatens America, right? To in a lot of people's views, in a lot of people's eyes, right? That's a threatening image. That's a threatening thought, right? Whereas gay is not. Right. It's just, oh, okay. That's it's the opposite, right? Um, not to say any a gay person is less violent, not to say a gay person is less is, is less dangerous, right? But it's is I I I just is it's just I think I think that's a visceral guttural reaction and yet again, emotional reaction. Um because most of the black men that I know, right, um do not would like it so for me as a it would almost be and this is just me being honest if it was a black gay male teacher with the pro- actually no it wouldn't bother it would bother the bother would be the same but i know i have friends i have black guy friends who would bother more if it was a gay black guy as opposed to a gay mm-hmm. white guy, right because their kid would identify more with the gay black guy than he would with the gay white guy that makes kind of sense. Yeah. You know, and I think that 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 piece of the bothering, that's where 
there's our opportunity to examine, right? Because we're, we're focused again on our own discomfort as opposed to the benefit these teachers can provide to our children. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And ultimately like the teachers are hired and put in place to benefit our children and our discomfort is our discomfort. You know, it, it, him putting that up is nothing to do with us, but we make it about us because we feel uncomfortable and maybe we get on the, we get on the piece and saying of how we're afraid for our kids or whatnot too. But quite frankly, in this day and age, you know, kids have, it's, it, it, it's remarkable to me that we as, that as adults can feel threatened or just uncomfortable about somebody doing something like that, which to me, it reads as a very loving gesture. He's trying to say like, this is safe, but yet, we can be okay with children being exposed to over 40,000 ads every year targeted to influence them. We can be okay with feeding our kids, you know, the, the foods that they get fed that are going to be the cause of so many of their health problems later on. We can be okay with kids having access to social media and everything else. And, you know, all these types of things. And then you have somebody who's trying to be a positive influence for a group of people who, you know, not even a group of people. He's just saying everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's saying everybody's welcome. Yeah, Man, like, I mean, he did. He did specifically try to let kids who were uh, like him say that they that they were welcome as well, right? But you know, you, know, you know what's you know what's crazy though, and, and I think did we say did you say this when we we're talking that like the people people who are your friends who are homosexual they knew at a very young age. Yeah, hey, you couldn't have convinced me to be gay from the time I was like six. <laughs> like one of my yeah, you could, I, I think that's I think that's the true thing. I remember Jared. So I remember, gosh, this was probably how many years ago? 10, 15 years, however long ago it was, where there was a a bill in California to I can't remember what it was. I almost want to say it's like Prop Eight or something like that, but it was to. I don't know if it was to allow gay marriage or it was to ban it, but this was before it's now, oh, wow. I think, legalized wow. here. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I think it was around 2008, 2009, something like that. But, anyways, I remember, and it was, I don't remember, I think it was overturned or I don't remember what the outcome was, but I remember asking my friend at that time and saying, so, because the argument for it was, is that it was this choice that people were making and that all these types of things. And I remember asking this person, I, absolutely love and treasure this person as a friend, as a human, one of my dearest friends. And I asked him, I said, so, you know, what do you think? Is there a choice? And he stopped. And we always had this very light, very playful, fun uh, friendship. And he looked at me and he was, I've never seen him so serious. And he said, he said to me, he said, are you serious right now? I said, what do you mean? And he said, do you really think I would choose to live as uncomfortably as I have, the discomfort, to be ostracized, to have family members think I'm going through a phase, all these things, my most of my life. Do you really think I would choose that? And I said, no, I don't. He goes, he said, I, I've known since however long. He said, I had to play a part for most of my childhood until I finally felt courage enough to start to embrace who I knew I always was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, man, I, I really get that. I appreciate that honesty. And <clears throat> I've seen, I've, I've had that conversations with so many different friends now. And it's, it's really, 
and I feel my heart hurts for them in the sense of it's just the same as like the you know the poor white kid in Appalachia the poor black kid and the and the projects and society failing them and making them feel like they're they're not enough they can't be accepted they don't belong and the same thing too with with people who are growing up and know that they're gay and they feel like they have to be they're not normal they don't fit in they don't belong that society doesn't hold them the same standard like I, I think that we can just do so much better and doing better is, is um, I appreciated like reading the comments. I appreciate your way of speaking and vocalizing what you felt, because I think we need to have space for people to say how I feel so that we can actually talk through it because otherwise if we're just being told and that's not even, you're getting a chance to speak, then what are you going to do? You're going to double down on your feelings because nobody likes to be told what they should and shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with that in mass right now with the government and everything that's been going on this last couple of years. And, and we're, we're, we, we all have strong opinions about it because we all feel that we're being told in some way, shape or form that we're being told what we can and cannot do because yeah. of choices of others. And, and, and then, and then we're letting our feelings drive. The, the problem is, you know, feelings are always right. And we talk about this all the time, right? You can, you can, you can never have a wrong feeling, right? But a wrong, but a feeling can drive a wrong action. Does that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, you know, like that person cuts you off on a highway. You can be angry. That's fine. You should not be angry enough to get into an accident with that person. That's wrong, right? <laughs> right? Or to chase them down from multiple blocks and streets and things like that. That's the wrong action. That feeling drives the wrong action, right? And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, we 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 let you know you get into an argument with a person. You're, you're angry at them, right? You have this feeling like I want to you know beat this person into a pulp, right? Okay, you're probably not in the right beating that person into a pulp. Right, like if, if you if you would have followed through on that action, right, or like I I I had to tell a guy uh, um, the other day uh, I was playing a poker game, which I have to slow down on, by the way. I'm just being transparent with all you people, I was playing a poker game, and this guy talked about a guy not letting him in to uh to 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 make a turn or something like that, and uh, you know the guy honking at him and flipping on the bird, and you know he got in front of this guy and. They were after he kind of forced his way in front of him and he gets out of his car and he walked up to the guy's, you know, window and, you know, he says, well, it's that big of a deal. You can't let me in, blah, 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 blah. And he flashes the fact that he has his gun. Right. And the guy's like rolls the window up and he's, he's and he's feeling big and bad because he, you know, whatever. Right. This guy. And I was like, and I listened to him talk and tell a story. And then finally, I was like, you know, it was fucking stupid. I was like, that was, you were willing to get into an altercation where you would blow somebody away because they wouldn't let you in. And, and you got your way and you got in front of them anyway, but you felt the need to get out of your car. I was like, I have friends that if you'd have done that, they were their gun would have been in their lap and you would have never got a chance to draw, right? The second they'd have felt threatened, they would have just, they would have, they'd have pointed, they'd have pulled their gun out and pointed it at you and told you to get back in your car. And or your dumb ass would have reached for it and they would have just pulled the trigger without two seconds, right? And 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 they're shooting to kill. I know all, you know what I'm saying? They're going to kill you, right? <laughs> so I was like, 
that that's that's what you walked into. Like you walk, you walk, you you volunteer for that situation. And I ended up talking to a guy. He ended up being from from Philly, and you know, growing up pretty rough and all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, those still stupid, right? Yeah. It was dumb, right. And I was like, you don't, you you know what I mean? And you don't do stuff like that. And so, um, you know, I, you you see a lot of people right now feelings. They get into this emotional place. And then they're letting it drive a wrong, wrong, wrong action. They're not rationalizing. They're not rationalizing their emotions before they fucking act. You know what I mean? They're just fucking, I'm going to, I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm going to act. I'm going to do this. Or, or, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like people should, I feel like I should be like vaccinating myself protects, helps protect me. Right, because I feel like I should be vaccinated, and because I feel like vaccine getting a vaccine is healthy. You are wrong, and you need to get a vaccine too. And the government should do things to you if you don't. Right, and like so, to me, this is probably another conversation for another day. That's a feeling driving a wrong, trying to force a wrong action on other people. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push a little bit on that, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say from this perspective, I think it's, I think feelings are never factual. I think it's the story we tell ourselves that fuel the feelings we believe to be factual. Oof. All right, break it down, bro. <laughs> so, so, so think, so think about this for a moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a similar example that you just shared. Okay. I remember being in Miami, probably five, maybe six years ago. And I was going to lunch. It was a little rainy. And I had the parking lot that was near this place was, was packed and there was hardly any spots around. So I'd circled a couple of times and then there was a spot opening up. And then there was somebody who was, who, so somebody had just pulled out, they're driving away. There was someone who was a few cars ahead of me and, and it's a one way. And this person looked like they were trying to back up. And I, I, I moved into the space real quick and didn't think anything of it. Well, I'm in the car parking. And then this guy gets out and starts marching over to me. And he's upset. He's aggravated. You know, his machismo is going and he's saying, what are you doing? And I said, huh? what do you mean? And what am I doing? And dude, I'm super calm with stuff. Like I, I, I don't really, you know, and he's like, he's like, well, you didn't see I was trying to get that spot? And I go, nope, this spot was open. I just parked. He goes, well, I was trying to, I was trying to park there. And I said, well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that. And he's all, well, that was my spot. And I go, I said, well, what, what, what do you want to happen here? I said, I could, I can back out and that'll probably take me a couple of minutes because you see how small spaces and I can go to one of those spots over there. Or by the time I were to do that, you could probably walk back over to your car and you could go to one of those spots and you'd get there faster than you would get into this spot. And so what, what's the outcome you're after? I, I'm apologizing. I didn't see. Now, I had all these choices available to me, right? I, I Like, I'm a bigger guy than that guy. I could get out, like, if I really want to do that. But <laughs> you don't know. You could have a gun, too. Uh-huh. But the, the point is, I'm saying to myself was, the, way, the reason he felt why he felt was because he was telling himself a story about me first. Mm-hmm. 
that fueled the feeling. And that story was something like I disrespected him. I'm something considered, you know, probably all sorts of bad words. Look at this fucking guy. Nobody does that to me. I need yeah. to go show him, you know, I need to command yeah. respect, all these types of things. That was that was exactly the guy from Philly's thing, right? Exactly. These people out here, they don't know me. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I've been through. And it's yeah, and, like, and I don't small, small white Italian guy, actually, is what he was. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't I don't know him. I don't know that guy. Guess what? I don't care to know him either. I just knew I wanted to park and I had to pee because it was lunchtime and it was rainy, and I wanted to park and go pee and go eat because I was starving. I had nothing to do with that guy, but he made the whole story up that had everything to do with him. And the truth is, is like that person is so insignificant in my life, but he's feeling so insignificant at that point that he has to make his significance massive to justify getting out of the car and walking over there and getting up several parking space or in the case of the guy you just talked about that. And so it's the story that they're making to be true, that they have to believe in that moment. Right. He ha- he's believing that I just don't care. I'm disrespectful. That guy who's telling you is believing that this guy just doesn't know him and he should or whatever it is. That then's fueling the emotion. And if they were to tell themselves a different story, like, oh, well, that guy probably just didn't see that the spot was there. Maybe I should have I shouldn't have been over here in this kind of weird position. I could have driven better. The the, 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 the emotion, the emotion would have been much different. So the title of that uh, of that article, right? And what happened to that teacher? Uh, it push brought personal agenda to class, right? There, there, the the thought. And then uh, one of, one of the people in the group commented, talking about you know gay people pushing their agenda, right? Pushing the agenda and and you know effectively trying to build their community. Correct. You know what I mean? as opposed to believing that people are born that way, mm-hmm. feel that way from the beginning. And they're trying to make sure that those people know that they have a community, right? The feelings, you know, turning those feelings into fact, they're building a narrative that that's what this guy was doing. Like when people feel threatened, right? They're building a narrative that he's trying to make more young kids gay, right? As opposed yeah. to, offering those young kids who are gay a safe place to come which i don't even read that and and the thing is too is he's saying that the flag is saying everybody is everyone is welcome it's not saying anything about gay or straight or anything and then he goes on to say within the within the first week i had almost 10 students come up and personally thank me because they went nowhere else to go if they hadn't seen that flag that's not saying these students are gay or straight or anything. It's just saying they're coming up and thanking people. I've gone up and thanked people before when I've seen them do something that I know has made my friends who feel that they're not welcome, feel more welcome. Yes. Right. And it doesn't mean that I have, that I'm this way or that way. It just means I'm saying thank you because I'm recognizing a human doing a human, a good human thing. So is it, so I, I I know we're running short on... Oh, no, we're fucking really doing good, but I think we should probably clip it because we've probably been going for a while. But the, the, the question becomes, right? Because I think this is all about what building bridges is about, right? Are we trying to build an inclusive society or exclusive society? And I think what runs into a problem is that people, very, very liberal people, right they 
say that they're trying to build an inclusive society, right? But in the process of doing that, they are trying to say that if you feel this way, this way, this way, you must be excluded. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. And then, and then I think what happens sometimes on the on the conservative side, right, is that this, right, like where this kid, where this guy puts up a sign that says all people yeah. are welcome, and they're like, no hell, the hell they are, <laughs> hell they're all welcome, they're all welcome here. <laughs> Literally, get off my lawn. What are you thinking here? <laughs> 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 and, 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 and the thing is too is I, I, like, I'm with you on that and it's like I, I think that's the whole piece with in, inclusivity is, is just the same as we're willing to tolerate our family members with their messy parts yes. I, I'm, watching, I'm watching this I'm re-watching all the Underworld series because oh. I've, I've, I've always wanted to watch them in order because they got so damn confusing after a while and I was like, wait, this timeline makes no sense. And so I was just watching the second one. And for those of you who have never seen Underworld, it's about this ancient war between vampires and werewolves. And in the second one, there's the, the main vampire lady. And then there's this guy who's a hybrid vampire werewolf. And then they're now the most powerful vampire and the most powerful werewolf are brothers. And they are, the vampire is trying to free his werewolf brother. And they've just found the first immortal who is the father of those two. And he's not a vampire or werewolf. He's just, he's just an immortal. And so they were saying to him, they said, you could have stopped this all this time ago. Why didn't you? And he goes, could you have really killed your own sons? And I think while it's, it's a cheesy fiction movie, this, the, the line is relevant because we're willing to tolerate the messy parts of our family oftentimes. But then we will not tolerate some of the stuff with other people who might be complete strangers that, think a little differently than us. And I think sometimes that we have so much, maybe we have so much pent up frustration with some of our family members yeah. that we use yeah. strangers as our emotional punching bags. Oh. Right? And oh, it's just okay. like those, those guys, the, the guy in the Miami parking lot with me, he doesn't know me, but he's going to treat me like I'm public enemy number one. Well, he's probably got a few people in his life he's frustrated and upset with. The, the, the whole, I can't speak. So uh, I, I think this is, this is me psychoanalyzing like you know some some people are homosexual i can't speak to my mother or my aunt or my father or somebody else like that because they don't accept me and my identity so all you know all of these people who kind of remind me in some way shape or form of them right must be fucking ostracized right they must be you we must you know beat these people out of existence because you know fuck my mom and fuck my, or fuck my aunt or fuck my dad or whatever. You know, is that what, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that kind of, ah, you know, this person who I really cared about, really love, rejected me, right? And now, you know, anyone else, I, 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 and so I can't even speak to them, right? And so I think, I think that, I think that's the piece, I think for the most part, I think, because it is, I think there's a lot of pain. Matter of fact, I know, I know from personal experience, there's a lot of pain when you have a family member or a person that you love and care about who it becomes dangerous to your psychological health to interact with, right? And when and when and when that happens, I think it 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 pushes you like in one of two directions, right? Either to want to reach out to more people who aren't quite as close, 
<laughs> right? And, and try to connect with them, right? The people that are similar to that person, right? But you can't speak to them because it's not it's not safe for you up here. So you reach out to more people that are like them, right? And you really want to connect with those people and try to help aid and have those people understand you because you can't have this person that's really close to understand you. Or you go on the other end and you're like, anybody that's like this, stay as far the fuck away from me as I can possibly keep you. Right. And uh and I think I think that was I think you just you hit on a, a real you hit the nail on the head, I think, with that, right? Is that is that we uh I think people again they 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 pick one of those two extremes to do with the to deal with the yeah. them of the people that were closest to them that injured them in some way, shape or form or continue to injure them in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, we're all humans and none of us know what we don't know. Yes. You know, and it's like, I, I grew up, I grew up in the one of the most whitewashed probably experiences possible. And I felt love. I felt companionship. I felt bonding. I felt all these things. And my life has been so deeply enriched by surrounding myself with people who have different experiences with me, have different belief systems than me, who come from different backgrounds than me, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I feel, I feel love. I feel bonding. I feel all those beautiful things in life because of that too. And it's, and it's not to say one was good or bad, right or wrong, because the emotional experiences were there, but I have a greater enriching of those emotional experiences because of the diversity of people I have in my life now too. Yeah, well, don't, 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 uh, don't, I know you're blessed and you count your blessings every day and everything, but, but you have some hardships too, man. For sure. Absolutely. 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 Like dude, some super fucked up stuff. <laughs> you know, like, like super, super stuff. And I, and I think that's it too. It's like, it's, it's, you know, that's again, we don't know what we don't know. Like just the same as we yes. don't know what someone else has gone through or what they've been through on that day. Yeah. You know, yes. It's just like, we're, we, when we judge, we're always so quick to judge, or when we I shouldn't say we're always, but ju- judging is such a it's such a privilege, right? In the sense of we're able to judge from a place of often more emotional resourcefulness. Yeah. Or maybe in some situations we're in a greater point of emotional wounding in that point. And so we judge to deflect from ourselves. But again, it goes back to that thing about feelings aren't facts. It's a story we're telling ourselves in that morning, and we're making that story factual. And we're using the story to generate the emotion. Yes. It's like, I'll, I'll just, I'll end with this and I'll let you close this up because you're right, we are over time. But you know this in poker to be true. When somebody's tilted, you know that there's, there's oftentimes they're saying some story to themselves to justify the, the anger, the frustration that they're doing to fuel the tilting about that other person. I got to get even with them. They're a worse player than me. I got to get back in it, whatever it is. But there's a story that they're telling themselves that's fueling the emotion that then sends them on tilt, right? Yeah. The best thing they could have done was just to stand up, walk away, cool off for 20 minutes, recompose themselves, and get back to a more emotionally resourceful state. But it's the story that's going on inside here that then fuels the emotion that furthers the tilt. Yes. Right? And so... Yes. 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 And, it's, and there there are a lot of ways to get tilted. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes yeah. it's 
it's the it's the cards and fate and luck and you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And so um, you know, it's like I can't be this unlucky, right? And you make a bad decision, right? I can't, I can't fucking but even though you know that like you like, oh, this person has so I was playing, I was playing poker the other day. I'll put it so I wasn't gonna even say anything, right? So I was playing poker the other day, and um, you're in the midst of you know, a lot of play bad, run bad in poker. Uh, myself and um and uh i you know floated the flop with ace high against the guy and hit an ace on the turn right and i knew he had a pocket pair to start the hand lower than aces because i've been playing with him for a while right and um i'm decently good at reading my opponents right and uh but i'm running bad so i'm like okay i was like i really would like him to fold his hand Right. And I'm going to try to exact some value as well because there's some draws out there. And I had a, a straight draw along with my ace, too. And I was like, OK, so I'm just going to bet I would have preferred my straight draw got there because now they had the nuts. Um, anyway, I had like an ace five suited. Right. So anyway, so mm-hmm. so it would have been a, a like an invisible straight draw. Right. Like, you know, he wouldn't have. And there's no way he has any fives in this range. So my straight's going to be way better. Right. And so um, range is the possible hands he could have, guys. So anyway, so I lead the turn when the ace hits and I see him go deep into the tank, right? So he's like, fuck, worst card possible. I'm like, yes, I knew he had an overpair. I see it in his eyes, right? And fucking, you know, and he like reluctantly makes the call. He's got tens or jacks or something like that. Listen here, a king hits the river. Oh no. Right? I check it over to him. He excitedly jams all in. I was like, does he fucking have pocket kings right now? I can't believe he has pocket kings. And I'm like, that's the only hand he has possibly in his range of pocket kings. And I'm like, I'm look, I look at him. I was like, you have pocket kings? He's like, you don't play ace king that way. Ace king, you'd have raised me on the turn. I was like, you really have pocket kings? I was like, oh, or you have a busted flush draw with, because he would have thought long and hard with a busted flush draw as well, right? So, you know, I was like, when I bet the turn, I was like, he either has a flush draw, right? Or he has no repair, right? And I was like, so you ever have a busted flush draw and you jam and you're jamming to 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 scoop the pot, or you have pocket kings and you hit your set and you're good. And I'm like thinking, and I'm like thinking. And it's like, you know, I'm down to like my last buy-in, like my last 160 bucks. And I'm like, oh God. And I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm already, it's like, it's like a $700 pot, right? So the pot's big. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just like looking, I'm like, does he have pocket canes? And I'm like, fuck it. I call. That's a tilted call, right? That is a tilted call. That is a, can I, Abby, can I be this unlucky right here? Right? So notice the story fueling yes 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 right and so i call and what's he flip over talk to kings flip to say yeah this set of kings and and and, uh and i and you know there are times where like people can tell like i'm angry at the table right and so (laughs) so and you know i know the guy that was sitting to my left and i literally like that day like i got like flush over flushed i got like you know ran nut straight into a river boat like you know what i mean oh. my money it was like boom 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 and he was like and the money, and he was like shit <laughs> it's <was> like oh. <laughs> and uh and then you know that happened and uh and he and he was like well he was like unlucky river and i was like i looked at him i said yeah no shit right and i fucking 
and it, and then uh, he asked me, was I coming back? And I was like, nah, I'm fucking done. And and uh, and they were like, oh, he's like, damn, he's like, he is really upset. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. I was like, I was like, yeah, fucking is what it is. So that was, but that is, that's you know, that's the the other side of tilt. That's the emotional. Am I running this bad? Blah 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 blah. Yep. And, then, and then the other side of this person is attacking me. They're coming after me. I'm going to beat them. You know, I'm going to play hands I shouldn't against them so that I can trap and beat them and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and it's all, it's all, it's all the narrative. It's all the narrative that you build in your head and everything else. And, you know, once you get there, once you get in that emotional place where your emotions are driving your decisions, almost everywhere in life, it's messed you're fucked right because because the 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 key to you know from everybody i've talked to and from what i've found in life to being successful at anything at any given thing are, are is is discipline and focus or consistency right um which i think is a mess which is the the measure of focus discipline right Con- being consistent yeah. right and, and so the enemy of consistency is emotions, <laughs> right? Because emotions do like this and they always will. You're not going to be happy every day. You're not going to be angry every day. You're not going to be sad all the time. You're not going to be, you know, content all the time, right? Emotions are always going to go like this. But if you want to be successful at something, you got to be like this in your actions. Yeah. Consistency is king. Consistency is king, bro. And so, uh, and, and that's, and I think, you know, that's the key. That's the key to to, to building bridges, to 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 everything, to running the government effectively, right? And that's and that that is why, you know, our governmental system has so many checks and balances, right? Because Congress can make an emotional decision, and then you know the Supreme Court. You know, our you know judicial branch can step in and say, ah, it's unconstitutional. <laughs> you know what I mean? The president of the United States can get very emotional and make an emotional decision, right? And Congress and the Supreme Court can say, no, we're not gonna do that, right? You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> so that's why that's why that's why even no matter how you know uh, angry Americans get and things like that. You know, you really want to see, you know, change made slowly when it talks about how a nation is run. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think that's what if you see people fighting against, you know, being vaccinated versus being unvaccinated, all this other kind of stuff, because I think that's the only fight right now. Right. I don't think people feel like COVID isn't a thing. I don't think that's a no longer a fight. Uh, maybe there are some people out there. But I don't think people feel like COVID is. Not. I just think people. Some people feel like. What do you feel like? Do you think pe- some people feel like COVID isn't a thing? Or yeah, I think. I think. I think we're. I think we're going a little long now, and we should oh, save this. Or we should save this for the next one because I think we're getting ready to go down another rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Good job. Way to way to knock it. Like. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll, we'll we'll quickly surmise and ask people what what is their opinion on the article Weston posted. Uh, what. You know, what stories are we telling ourselves about people when we're emotionally reacting to them, responding to them? And as long as we want to hear your comments, your questions, your feedback, and 
Jared, I appreciate you. We appreciate everybody watching and listening, and we'll see you all next time on Building a Bridge. Yeah,